Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in again to the African American Blink Up. And this is Shelly. Um, super uh, thankful for you all that have been able to tune in thus far. Uh, just so you know, you're able to share the link if you like it. Um, you can share it via text message, via email. Um, the uh, social media. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have those options. You also have the option to contribute as well to support this podcast to keep on going, as well as you have the option to leave me a voicemail in case you want to leave some feedback, some constructive feedback, positive. Yes. So um, just know that every episode that I have, I try to be as authentic as possible. It is a new podcast and it is growing by leaps and bounds. So I am super excited about that. I am on the road. So hopefully you don't hear too much feedback in the background. So today I want to talk about anti-blackness and um, anti-black Americanism or African anti-Afro-Americanism, um, that type of thing. Um, so I've been thinking about this for some time now because I meet a whole lot of people and I get into conversations about different things, people from different backgrounds. And so I always try to lead every conversation, my day with a positive mindset, um, always reaching for, um, some positivity out of uh, thing in, in my day. So um, that's the, that's one of the first things that I will uh, set uh, a premise that I would say. Okay, so I am 39 years old and I personally feel like at this time of my life, it just seems like there's a lot going on. And I'm sure a lot of you all agree with the possibly having similar or the same feelings that I'm feeling. And never before have I ever felt like any thoughts that there are and a mass of people from different backgrounds that have this anti-black bias, this anti-black American bias and prejudice or racism um, towards black Americans, Afro-Americans, African-Americans, individuals who identify um, as Americans who happen to be black, right? Okay, so... I'll give you a couple examples and, you know, and I'll tell you how I feel. This is pretty much of a (laughs) kind of like a rant and, um, but it's coming from a good place, but excuse me, I'm just going to speak as freely as I know how. And that's just that it's not meant to be politically correct or anything like that or pointing the finger at anyone. Um, because we all know that everybody has room to grow especially myself being at the forefront of that learning and growing. Okay, so now that I've said that, um, so I was having a conversation with this guy that was happened to be from India, and this was his first time in India, excuse me, in the United States, and um, he asked a question, and he said, you know, um, 
do black Americans speak fluent any other languages other than English? And so I thought that was a very interesting question because I had never been asked that before. And I said, um, well, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I can't speak of everyone, but I would say more likely than none, most black or African Americans, ones that are born in America and whose parents and grandparents and great-grandparents that were born in America, uh, typically they speak or fluent in one language. If they have a tendency to be fluent in another language, it's because they've learned it. But it is not something that is mandatory. Of course, like in school, we have uh, we have to know certain competencies um, of another language that we choose. Um, I think it may start in, let's see, middle school. But I can remember taking foreign language as young as in elementary school. So you have to, of course, take it in high school as well and in college to graduate. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm telling him this. So his next statement was, um, that is such a shame. And I was, <laughs> I was a bit taken back because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so in my head, I'm thinking like, this guy has no, he knows no history about America. Because a lot of times when you hear a person say something and their response, you know, they either lack the knowledge, they either don't read or they have no interest in the topic that they're talking about. I mean, it's a fact. Now, as we all know, we, every, no one, no one person knows everything. But if you're going to speak boldly about something like that, know what you're talking about, have some historical context um, about it. So um, I, I told this guy, I said, well, <laughs> what about other groups? <laughs> Isn't it not a shame for them to not know another language? No, you know, I expect the the white Americans not to know. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this is blasphemy. It's like, what is this? It's like, okay. <laughs> and so what I'm noticing is that more and more people, different individuals who are not like close friends of mine are very very um, unash- unashamedly unashamedly I don't know if that's a word but not embarrassed to give their authentic opinion about what they think of black Americans and so it's not so much of an opinion. People not shouldn't have an opinion. But at least if you're going to have an opinion about something, like I said, know what you're talking about. So then there's the whole thing of individuals who decide to move here. And they've been here for maybe two years, three years, four years, ten years, or whatever. And some of them oftentimes 
like to do a compare and contrast of. Um, a compare and contrast of how things are in their country, or more specifically, how they're raised in comparison to how black Americans are raised. It's never any other groups that these individuals point out that I happen to talk to. And maybe they do it because they, they're talking to an African American and they feel the need to have some open dialogue about it. But, you know, I'm a proud American here, okay? I'm going to need you to have some respect when you're talking to me about my people, your people too, but I'm going to need you to put some respect on our names, okay? In, in more ways than one. If we're going to have some positive dialogue, if we are going to have some, um, if we're going to keep things grown and sexy, if we're going if if we don't want to bring the knives out and i don't mean literal knives i just mean like if if we want to keep things sexy keep it funky i'm going to need people to put some respect where respect is due okay so i told an individual who i was engaging in conversation with I was at his house and he wanted to have this conversation with me about this derogatory word that is used to reference black Americans that they use in his country or in his community. And so I had already known about it, but I didn't really know where he was going with it. And I don't have to, I'm not going to go into where the person is from because I'm not interested in perpetuating that type of ignorance, okay? But so this individual said this, and this is what I have to say, and I'll say this, and I mean this with all sincerity. If you are an individual that hate America. I mean, you hate America. You hate what America stands for. You hate the culture in America. You hate black Americans. If you feel that way, Exactly why are you here? Because African Americans built this country. So, why are you here? Some people may say, well, you don't own America. I don't. By myself, I don't. But I do at the same time. And so my thing is that, and I'll say this to any individual who is 
American. Why would you go to someone's country that you hate, go there, criticize the people, criticize how they do things, you're all on this whole American kick. You don't assimilate with the culture in that country. You only hang around other Americans there. And what you all do in your group is you all criticize. Why are you there? The first thing you need to do is change. That's the first thing you need to do. Change your heart and change your mind. The second thing you need is you don't even need to be there. If you are not there to improve, to celebrate the good in that country, a part of the culture of those communities and in those, in those countries, then you don't need to be there. That's, and that, that's the whole thing that goes back to when I was talking about respect, how people have no respect. Obviously, some people were not taught respect, regardless of wherever they're from. Some individuals feel that they have a right to disrespect people in the name of truth. And I can tell you, I'm not having it. If you are an individual, that have done any of these, have done any of these things, that do any of these things, I'm asking you to change. The second thing is that if you are a person that happens to be black and you do these things regardless of whatever country you're from, whether you're American, whether you are from an island, whether you are from Africa, where whether you're from France or whether you're from the UK, Australia, Brazil, um, any of those places, and you do that, stop. I don't care what reasons you think that you have to justify that type of ignorance. It's common sense. If everybody's parents were teaching them to respect other people, we would not even be having this, we wouldn't even be having conversations like this. Now, one of the things that I recognize is I'm a lot. And when I say I'm a lot, I have a big personality. I come with a lot, a lot of energy. I'm very passionate. Um, and things that I love and are passionate about, 
<laughs> I'm passionate about this to the heart. Though I love everybody, have a, a, a common respect for people, individuals all over the world who happen to be people of color, I closely identify with them the most. Because of why? There is a widespread thing of anti-blackness, prejudice. I, mean, I, I saw a video some months ago about some black Australians, I believe. I mean, you got the blacks in Brazil that are having issues. That are people in, in, in Brazil that are being murdered. I mean, that's happening here too in, in the United States. And so, what I want people to do is to focus, set aside any petty prejudices in your head, and be a very community focused individual. Be smart and protect yourself. Period. I personally think that and even though we know just like in any culture there are different um, uh, there's diversity in, in different communities. It's the same thing in the culture of blackness. People of color all over the world. We're like distant cousins. Okay? We may be from different tribes. But I believe that if we all looked more as seeing each other as as distant relatives and seeing each other as one tribe composed of many and I don't suggest that idea because I want people to their individual tribes to become invisible but to recognize and acknowledge that people have or come from different tribes and are raised in various ways but that we are in unison with the growth in community, with raising our families, with evolving culture, with evolving and uh, with taking traditions with us that are good and doing away with the ones that are not good for us. We are to celebrate one another. We are to, regardless of whether you're from this state, this country, this around the way, whether your accent is like this, whether your first language is French or your first language is English, whether your first language is Spanish or your first language is Portuguese. Um, (laughs) Yes. Think in terms of that. Think in terms of being even more so of an asset to the world. Not being closed-minded to think that it's just about you 
it's a whole big world that's ready to be connected with you. Promoting bias, prejudice, racism, xenophobia in any type of way is unacceptable and it's definitely not godly. But you knew that already. Just because people around you do it doesn't mean that it is it is just and it is right. It doesn't mean that. Just because your best friend does it doesn't mean that it's right. Just because your parents taught it to you doesn't mean it, it's right. Rewrite the history in your family and in your communities. Do the right thing. Is it going to be a smooth road? Absolutely not. It can be a little rocky. But keep hope alive. Stay positive. Find better ways to overcome cultural barriers. And know that we are better together than we are apart. Share the love. Share um, uh, share your, your, your positive experiences. People that come with the negative rhetoric trying to get you to join their train of xenophobia don't partake in it and teach them at the same time if they don't want to listen just tell them to shut up simple as that tell them you are on the path of positivity and you are all about community if you focus on the communities, the shared communities first, we focus on our behaviors, our culture, how blended it is, um, and how much good that we can and, and, and that we can do together and learn from one another. We will grow even faster. So that's all I have to say <laughs> about it. I told you I didn't know how long it was going to be. I hope you all were able to pull something from it. Uh, I have so many examples that I could use with, but the whole thing wasn't really about sharing stories um, that were not great experiences. The whole point of it was to really promote the message of unity and to promote the message of um, of peace and love all of that good stuff so anyways till next time y'all have a blessed one I hope that um, 
y'all have a fantastic day and thank you so much for listening in and you all be blessed okay all right bye-bye